everybody, welcome to episode 2 of Jedi Dropouts, your weekly geek out session. My name is James Moss. And I am Ryan Taylor. Today we're talking all about sequels. Yeah. Thought, it, thought it was fitting as this is the sequel to our pilot episode. It's almost like you did that on purpose. Almost, almost. <laughs> Happy accident. Sorry, uh, my life. So let's jump right into it. Uh, what, what sequels are you looking forward to? What are you... Well, to preface this, um, oh, at, at the time of recording this, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has not yet hit theaters. No. We're recording this a little bit ahead of time. We actually recorded this on April 9th, uh, 1992. Yep. So it's a little little early. Um, it looks good so far. Yep. I mean, who's Chris Pratt? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm five years old. I'm two. No, April. Shit, I'm not even two. <laughs> um, yeah, Guardians two. It's it's out at the time. You guys have probably seen it. We have not. At the time of recording, it's not yet hit theaters. But by the time this episode is released, it will have. I can't wait to see this fucking movie. I'm so excited for it. I watched uh, the first one again last week. Yeah, I think that was Thursday. Guardians is one of my favorite movies. Like uh, that movie it has it all. It, I I uh, for for a later episode to you know to yet be named, uh, I had to uh, list some pros and cons, and I had like like a, a good essay's worth of pros, and I could not come up with anything. For Guardians, I I love everything. The movie had. A killer soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It had... Ooga chaka, ooga chaka. <laughs> um, yeah. It had great action scenes. It had a lot of comedy in it. It was just awesome. The cast was phenomenal. What I, what I like about the humor in the first one is the jokes don't get old. Most no. comedies, I mean, you, you watch the movie five, six times, and you're like, okay, yeah, I remember that. But I laugh every time I watch that movie. It's just yeah. so good. But the scene where uh, Rocket's explaining his whole plan, and Groot just, ooh, walks in the background and, and tears the thing off the wall. I don't remember what, I don't remember the, the yeah. name, whatever they called it, and sets off the alarms. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's just that kind of uh, simple... Uh, there's no actual setup. There's no punchline, but it's funny as shit. One, like one of the people who makes me laugh the most in that movie. I know where you're going. Is Drax? Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista is hilarious in that movie. I never. And he looks like he's gonna be so funny in the second one too. Yeah, let's let's talk more about the second one. Um, so I have a cast here. I mean, obviously Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana. Dave Batista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan are all back. But now we have Pom Clementiev. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. As Mantis? I saw an interview with her during the previews of a movie I saw recently. And I, I'm i not familiar with her. No, I don't I don't know anything about her. I'm not familiar her. with the actress. I'm not familiar with Mantis. I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with Mantis through some Guardians comics I read a few years back, but I'm not... I'm no expert. So she's gonna be brand new to me. Um, she looks good though. I, I like what I've seen. Yeah. Um, 
Chris Sullivan as Taserface. I'm not I'm not familiar with that character at all, but he looks cool. Uh, I'm not familiar either. I'm I'm excited to see how they're going to use Sylvester Stallone <laughs> as uh, Stackar, whatever whatever that means. Yeah. Um, seeing Jimmy Urine as a Ravager, singer from yep. Mindless Self Indulgence, that kind of just brings me back about well, ten and, years. And Tommy Flanagan's in there from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, Chibs. <laughs> and of course, uh, Kurt, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell's ego. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. If, oh did you see, uh, you probably read how they got the rights to Ego. Did you see that whole thing? No, I did not. They uh, they made a trade, Fox and Marvel, because Fox had the rights to Ego, and Marvel wanted to use Ego. So instead of actually uh, having to having to buy any rights back, they made a trade off for... Uh, Oh, what's the character's name from Deadpool? Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Yeah. That's how they got that for Deadpool. They they traded Ego. They tra- wow. They traded rights on those two specific characters. I think that's really fucking cool. I want to see more of that shit in the future. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, trading, like, fucking hockey teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope that they show a bit more Thanos. Yeah, I hope so. Or I, like, at least allude to more mm. to do with Thanos. Then again, though, he like I kind of like what they're doing where we have seen Thanos, but we haven't really seen him do anything. Yeah. So I, I feel like once Infinity it's War comes around... It's just building this tension. Yeah, and I really want to... anticipation s- for <laughs> like once he finally gets off the bench. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if this is one you're particularly excited for, but I can't fucking wait. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. See, I haven't seen the first one. Man. Oh, man. Uh, the first Kingsman came out in, what, 2015? And that was the same year as Mad Max Fury Road, Star Wars The Force Awakens, but Kingsman is easily my favorite movie that year. Yeah? Kingsman is amazing. Uh, Matthew Vaughn, the guy who directed X-Men First Class yeah. and Kick-Ass, and he adapted a Neil Gaiman book, Stardust, one time. Uh, it's written by Mark Miller the writer behind uh, Civil War and Kick-Ass, the original comic, and they made the movie and Kingsman comic in conjunction at the same time. Wow. And it is a brilliant fucking movie. It much in the in the same vein as, like, Deadpool, the very quick-witted uh, mix of comedy and action. And it's, um, it's about this... Basically a, a British spy agency. It's, it's like a almost like a James Bond sort of thing where there's this group of British spies and they all have names that are based around like the round table like there's a Lancelot there's a Merlin sort of thing and uh, the movie is based around them recruiting a new recruit and each spy has to bring in uh, to find a young kid off the streets or well the main character comes from the streets the rest of them are very like Posh. Yeah, very Oxford, you know. And uh, the main character, Taron Edgerton, plays Eggsy. And uh, holy shit, what a... Taron Edgerton blew me away when I saw the movie. You got Taron Edgerton, Colin Firth, uh, Mark Strong is in it. Samuel Jackson plays the villain. It is such a good movie. And now for the sequel, same, same cast. Apparently Colin Firth is coming back. Uh, Mark Strong, Taron Edgerton... Um, Julianne Moore plays the main villain. Halle Berry is in there. Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges, Pedro Pascal from uh, Game of Thrones and Narcos. 
Vinnie Jones is in there, and I don't know how, but Elton John. I have no fucking idea what's happening, and I can't wait wow. to see it. You you need to watch Kingsman, though. Holy shit, what a movie. Yeah, I definitely need to check this out. And like, I remember seeing oh. previews for it, but it's just something that slipped my mind to watch, and then I just never... I only remembered the movie existed when you were talking about, like, a list of sequels maybe to talk about. See, Matthew Vaughn is one of those directors that's always on my radar. Whenever I see I see, see his name come up, I'm, I'm instantly in. And I was waiting for Kingsman. Uh, let's talk about one more sequel here. Unless you've got something else to talk about. I think, I think the big one, especially with recent events, we should talk about Thor Ragnarok. That's what I was just about to bring up. Oh, buddy. See, I thought the first two Thor movies were nowhere near as good as they should have been. It's the thing where... I thought the two Thors were some of the weaker movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Probably the weakest. Yeah. And it's this thing where... I mean, yes, it is a Marvel movie, so, I mean, you give me, if, you give me Thor, you give me, I don't know, the new fucking Nicholas Sparks adaptation, I'm, I mean, Thor, all the way, I'll, I'll love it, but yeah. it, it just, it just doesn't stand up next to the rest of it, right? No, definitely not. Not and, against movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, or Civil War, or anything like that. I think Dark World was better, but, not by a lot. Yeah. I mean, I thought the Dark Elves looked cool and stuff like that, but... And you know what? We're going to talk about this in a later episode. I've got a lot more problems with that, but I think Malekith is actually a great fucking character, and I don't know how they fucked it up so much. Because he's just like... It just... It didn't seem like they did much wrong, but I just didn't care. Yeah. I mean... Fuck, like... I think... Natalie Portman might be one of the problems with that movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's a common problem. I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even hate her. I don't. It's not even that I dislike her acting, but whenever she shows up in something, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, and like Kat Dennings in the first one, like I, I like Kat Dennings a lot. Like I, when Forty Year Old Virgin came out, I had such a crush on Kat Dennings. Mm. She's around the same age as I am. Yeah, yeah. And I had such a crush on her, but like, she added comic relief to Thor. But okay, yeah. I felt like they put a bit too much comic relief yeah, in Thor. And that's the thing. the The first Thor, we're going on a bit of a Thor tangent, but uh, the first Thor has so little actual Asgard and so little Odin, so little actual Thor mm. that it's almost all comic relief. Yeah, like, when the Warriors 3 and Lady Sif show up in New Mexico and find Thor, and, like, they hear, like, a knock on the window, and they turn around, and here here they are, like, in the window, grinning like idiots, waving like Larry, Curly, and Moe. <laughs> and it's just like, you guys are supposed to be these badass warriors, but you seem like complete stooges. Yeah. But this is why I'm excited for Thor 3 because it looks great. It looks great. It looks so much darker and more has such a more serious tone except for that one part in the trailer that 
actually does make me laugh out loud when he sees Hulk, like his reaction. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, my friend from work. <laughs> well, see, what I noticed about watching the trailer, and I mean, it's a very, it's, it's not a long trailer, so we don't, we don't get a full picture, but it looks like they made a Guardians of the Galaxy movie with Thor in it. Yeah. And the tone, the look... I mean, it's it's there's a lot of bright poppy colors going on, mm-hmm. whereas the Dark World was a lot of grays and browns for some reason. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I mean, Jeff Goldblum looks cool. Uh, Kate Blanchett looks badass. Oh my god, she looks terrifying. I love it. Uh, have we actually seen like I, I didn't notice in the trailer? Have we seen Carl Urban as Scourge in that? Did, did they show him? Not that I've seen so far. I never. If if they did, it was very uh, under my radar. It was very yeah. passable. I didn't even realize he was in it. I I wrote down the cast of this yesterday, and I I just came across Carl Urban. And I'm like, shit, Carl Urban's badass. Yeah. Uh, Judge Dredd, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings. I think he was in that. Yeah, like I thought he was great in Star Trek. Yeah, and I mean those are big shoes to fill. Yeah. Jumping in his bones. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Deadpool 2. Yeah. The, the trailer for that, well, that was great. Hilarious. Um, The big hype that I'm seeing around Deadpool 2 right now is just Cable. Cable. I haven't, heard, I haven't seen anyone mention anything about Domino, even though I heard that she's reportedly going to be in the movie. Yes, they casted her. I forget the actress's name, but she was in the first season of Atlanta, which was one of my favorite shows of last year. Donald Glover is fucking hilarious, and uh, she was she was good in the show, but it's it's quite a jump from what's basically a comedy drama centered around the city of Atlanta and hip hop culture to. Domino in Deadpool 2. It's a fucking huge jump. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, apparently Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead are going to be back. So, we're going to have Deadpool, obviously, plus those two characters. Plus, they're going to be putting so much cable in there. I just realized, Deadpool's totally going to be making all kinds of jokes about team-up movies, about Avengers, about Justice League. That's what he's going to be doing. You're going to see all kinds of that. Oh my god, yes. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I just... I'm curious how they're going to do Cable's backstory. Yeah, I know. Are they going to... I don't know. Well, we got we got a bit of a wait for that one anyway. Like, hopefully they do some fourth wall breaking and hmm. mention how he's the son of... Boy George from X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> which you pointed out to me earlier and I had no idea Sophie Turner looked like Boy George. She does. In which, X-Men Apocalypse, she looks like Boy George from the Karma Chameleon. Which is video. weird because now I'm like, does that mean she looks like... like? Uh, does that mean I'm, I'm saying something bad about her looks or am I attracted to Boy George? I'm questioning myself. <laughs> eh. Um... Well, there's there's almost too many sequels coming up, 
as always, to yeah. really touch on everything. But I'm going to briefly mention here some of the ones that uh, we'll be excited about. Alien Covenant comes out this May, next month, May 19th. Yes, well, this month, actually, as the, re- the release of this, it's about two weeks away, maybe a little less. Yep. War for the Planet of the Apes, July 14th. So good. Blade Runner 2049, October 6th. Have you heard much about that? Are you a are you a Blade Runner fan? Uh, not really. It's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the book more so. Um, but they have Ryan Gosling. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Barkhad Abdi, which who is the the villain from Captain Phillips. Uh, oh, great nice. great actor. Dave Bautista, Jared Leto, Edward James Amos, and Robin Wright all alongside Harrison Ford returning. And Denis Villeneuve, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, the director of Arrival, Sicario, Prisoners, and a couple other great movies. He puts out a movie like once a year. He's a great sci-fi director, and uh, I think it's going to be a fucking great movie. That cast sounds amazing. Right? Um, And it's not technically a sequel, but I guess Justice League. I mean, they call call Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. I mean, it's, you know... And obviously, at the end of it, it was building up to Bruce yeah, Wayne. Exactly. So gathering I gathering the league together. That, that comes out on November seventeenth. I didn't know Willem Dafoe was in that movie. Willem oh. Dafoe plays. Now I don't know how to pronounce this. Nuitas Volko, who is uh, some kind of assistant to Aquaman in the comics, like a right hand. I don't. Wow. Yeah, they got him in there. Uh, Billy Crudup as Henry Allen. Did you know that? They no. cast they casted Iris West, Henry Allen, Mara, uh, this Volko guy, Steppenwolf. Um, Billy Crop is like playing Henry. Ezra Miller's father. Yeah. Like I can totally see that though. Yeah, hundred percent. Billy Crop's great anyway. Yeah. I mean, fucking Doctor Manhattan, right? Really though. Um. And uh, just to touch on some of the sequels from next year, Avengers Infinity War. Oh, buddy. The Incredibles 2. Which, that's been too long coming. Yeah. I mean, usually when Pixar does uh, resorts to a sequel, I'm a little disappointed, but fucking bring me three, four more Incredibles movies. I'll watch every one of them. Like, the first one was so good. I don't know why it's been so long waiting for a sequel. Well, I guess it was a matter of, uh... No, you're right, though. I mean, it's 2017. I mean, Avengers came out five years ago. The superhero scene's been blowing up. It's probably... Maybe uh, maybe they wanted to get the script right. I don't know. You've got superheroes everywhere. You've got major motion pictures. You've got TV series. You've got Netflix series. It's everywhere. It's true. And uh, Jurassic World 2... I love the Jurassic movies. Me too. Me too. Every one of them. Yeah. Even Jurassic Park three. Yeah. I, I mean the the scene, uh, the bridge scene with the pterodactyl, fuck terrifying. It is. It's a terrifying moment in the movie. Uh, William H Macy's in that movie. Uh, Sam Neill's back. I, I didn't. Joe Johnston direct that. Uh, the director of Captain America. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. Um, for the longest time, I forgot that Vince Vaughn was in one of the. He's in the sequel. Yeah, he was in the second one. The Lost World. 
forgot that for the longest time. <laughs> I know. Because I usually only associate Vince Vaughn with comedic roles. It but was he was like, a bit of a badass in that movie. Yeah. And he, he doesn't really crack any jokes. He's he's just a very serious character. Yeah. He's just a side character. I love Vince Vaughn, though. I'm hit or miss. I did see a movie a few years back called Delivery Man. I was just about to bring that up. Which was surprisingly good. I own it. And And Chris Pratt's in that. Yeah. Yeah. And that movie brings me to tears. And it makes me laugh. It's a good movie. It's a a very good movie. I think it was originally a French movie called... I don't know. I think uh, whatever his uh, code name was in that movie. movie, uh, For those who don't know, the movie is about a man who... I guess in college, uh, donated. He was, he was on. He fell into some dire financial straits, so he was making a lot of donations to a sperm bank for extra cash, and he ended up being the father of what was it, a hundred plus kids, and yeah. out of those, there were like twenty to forty of these kids who banded together and decided that they wanted to meet mm-hmm. whatever, their father. But whatever the, the name was they had, because he he, uh, he gave like almost a pseudonym. Yeah. Whatever that was. That was the original... I'm Googling this That was now. the original title of the first movie. That was a tangent. We're... <laughs> that was a big tangent. Um, and of course next year we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Deadpool 2. It's going to be a real good year for movies. Oh... I'm so excited. And let's keep the sequel train ro- uh, <laughs> sequel train rolling. I don't know what that is. Uh, let's move on to our second segment now. Popping the question, where every week we ask the, uh, the most important question we can think of related to our theme. Um, this week, what movie is most in need of a sequel? Which I guess we just answered with Incredibles, but that's coming. Um, you you find that there, by the way. It's a remake of the 2011 Quebec film Starbuck. Starbuck, and and even in the remake, they I think they kept that code name. Yeah, that's the alias he donated. Yes, Starbuck. Starbuck. I haven't seen Starbuck, but Delivery Man, great movie. Great movie. So, um. Movie most in need of a sequel. Not a movie that I think deserves a sequel, but a movie that I thought was going to get a sequel that I haven't seen. Did you ever see the movie I'm Number Four? I did once, but I do not remember anything about it. Like, they, I can't remember if they were aliens or whatever, but there were people who had superpowers and there were aliens coming and trying to kill them and things like that, and... I didn't hate the movie. Like, I didn't... I wasn't, like, crying for a sequel, but I didn't hate the movie. And it's called I Am Number Four, and at the end, they're setting out to find the others. And they never did. Because there's, like, nine of them, and two of them have found each other and banded together and are fighting these aliens using their powers, and at the end of the movie, they ride off into the sunset to find the rest of their dying race and I never heard anything about a sequel ever I guess I don't know if it's just the movie did so poorly that they never bothered they were just like ah fuck it 
but I was really surprised because it left on such a cliffhanger. Hmm. But one movie that I saw recently that I hope to God gets a sequel because it was so good, Kong Skull Island. I'm dying to see that movie. And, I... and you'll be uh, delighted to know that's not only getting a sequel, that is part of a uh, cinematic universe they've created. Oh my God! You remember yes, remember please. Godzilla from three years back? Yeah. Same universe. You mean the one where Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were jacking <laughs> yeah. off? They won't be returning, but <laughs> Godzilla will. <laughs> they're um, they're doing, if I'm not mistaken, the next one is Godzilla two, and then there's supposed to be a crossover, a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Nice. I know. I can't fucking wait. That I I haven't seen Kong yet, but Godzilla was so fucking good. Brian Cranston, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen. Well, the cast for Kong. Oh, uh, uh, before you get to that, the Godzilla sequel, Kyle Chandler from Bloodline, from Wolf of Wall Street, Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. and Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Wow. Yeah, fucking Eleven is going to be in Godzilla too. Shit. I know. I've always thought the name was funny though, Millie Bobby Brown, just because of the Bobby Brown. I know, I know. I try, I try to ignore it, but it's terrible. It's just there, slapping you in the face. But Kong Skull Island was so good. Um, I didn't even realize because I was like, I knew they seemed familiar, but I didn't piece it together who they were until after the movie. Um, because I was just so engrossed in how awesome the movie was that I wasn't thinking about where did I see him before. This is a, a recent uh, movie, so we'll uh, give a little spoiler alert here. Any any spoilers you're going to give away here? Uh, just that... I, I don't mind spoilers myself, but listeners might want a spoiler yeah. alert, just in case. So turn this off, you don't want spoilers. It, I wouldn't really say it's a spoiler. Okay. It's just that uh, two of the guys from Straight Outta Compton were... Oh, oh, I thought that's not... Not, not where I thought you were going. No, um... Yeah, the guys who played, uh... Dr. Dre and Easy e Yeah, I forgot. both in Kong Skull Island. And I loved Straight Outta Compton. Oh, such a good movie. It was such a good movie. But the cast for Kong, like, Tom Hiddleston yeah. and, like, John C. Riley was in it. I know, I... <laughs> Steve Brill himself. And apparently, on his jacket, there's a little Easter egg, a little hint towards Steve Brill. Really? Yeah, apparently there's a patch on his jacket. I didn't notice this because, again, I was just so engrossed in the giant monsters. Yeah. And everything awesome that was happening. But someone told me, and I'd need to rewatch the movie to see if this is true, but there's a patch on his jacket that says, For Your Health. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, but John C. Riley was one of my favorite parts of that movie, too. He was so good. Nice. I, I, that's... That's one of the movies I've been looking forward to most this year. Kong Skull Island. Easy. I'm so happy that you just the, told me that it's the, getting a cinematic universe. Who directed that? I remember what else he directed. I don't remember his name. He directed a movie a few years back called The Kings of Summer, which was... Uh, shit, I don't remember anybody's names. The uh, the guy, the young guy who played the lead in Jurassic World, arguably the lead, not Chris Pratt, the other guy. Yeah. Uh, him and one of the kids from that movie Super 8 the two of them star in this movie uh, called The Kings of Summer where basically they just 
leave their homes and walk out into the woods because they're pissed off at their parents. <laughs> and they build like this heat, like they, they go full carpentry. They oh, build this big shack. Yeah, and they live in it. And it's a great movie. I love the shit out of that movie. Um, but yeah, I, John Goodman's in Kong. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in there. Someone who really kind of impressed me. And I'm going to maybe touch back on this guy a little bit later with another segment we're planning on doing for this episode. Yep. Um, I might pronounce this wrong, but Toby Kebble. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played Doom in Fant Forstick. <laughs> steaming pile of garbage. I've never heard it pronounced quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in it. And he played one of the soldiers, and he didn't have a big part. Like, he wasn't one of the more on-screen people. But as after I was looking back through IMDb, he also played Kong. Oh, he did Kong. He did Kong and one of the soldiers. I know he's he's really good with the... He's, he's like a young Andy Serkis. He was in yeah. uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Not as... Uh, Caesar is the main... I don't know the movies that well. Caesar's the main one, right? Yes. Um, the the villain from the second one, the one the like the Irish nemesis. Uh, okay. Yeah, he uh, he played he did all the the motion capture for that as well. Yeah, like he did the motion capture for Kong, and he did that, and like. Koba, Koba, yeah. For what he did in the Fantastic Four reboot, excuse me, I thought he was good. I. He wasn't the problem. <laughs> no, he was definitely not the issue in that movie. He's a great actor. He was in an episode of Black Mirror, and it was Black Mirror is a really fucked up show, and that's a whole different episode altogether. Yeah. But the basis of this episode was every human being, being every human being, <laughs> has a, a chip in their head where they can it records live everything that they see. And they can rewind and rewatch, and it just it just shows that like um, stewing over the past only leads to trouble. And like his, he keeps rewatching shit about his wife, and it kind of falls apart. But he is such a good actor, especially like I I really took note of it in that episode. Um, again a tangent, but uh, for for me, movies that need a sequel. Um, I've got two answers as well. One, like I, I think both definitely need sequels, and I'll be going to see both of them. One more so, I think, hinted at the sequel, and that is 2013's Evil Dead. Yes. Because where that ended, I want to see what the fuck happens next. Like, uh, even if you don't get Bruce back. Like, the Bruce nod was cool, but even if you just pick up that story where they did uh, take five souls, I believe, and... I mean, you got blood raining from the sky and the dead are rising. I want to see a movie in that world. Yeah. I, and it has to be the same director. Fe, uh, Fede Alvarez also directed Don't Breathe. Great movie. Oh, yes. Uh, I need to see that sequel. But more so, Mad Max Fury Road. I want to see a ton of these fucking Tom Hardy Mad Max movies. I fucking love that movie. Even if it's just fucking explosions in the desert and... Fast cars made out of junk. I don't care. I'll watch it all day. Friend of mine 
and I were talking about um, cosplaying as Tom Hardy and is it Nicholas Holt? Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Man, I love him in that yeah, movie. Yeah, we were talking about cosplaying those characters because he's a bigger, stronger guy. Yep. And I'm smaller, slimmer, and bald. So, like the two of us as the two of them chained together like that would like we could pull that off perfectly so after we saw that movie like the first thing we said to each other walking out of that theater was like halloween costume right there yeah absolutely but that movie was so good so good and the original director like i'm i'm a fan of the bad max movies i really am but and as long as i've been a fan i gotta say i think that one might be the best Weirdly yeah. enough, I mean, I think a close second for me. I know the uh, the second movie, uh, Mad Max Two. Yeah, Mad Max Two. I think that's the the favorite, but I think the original, the origin story, where you see his uh, he sees his wife and child killed near the end of the movie. Spoiler alert! I mean, it's fucking how many how old? Like 30, 40 years old or some yeah. shit. Um, I don't know, I really liked seeing Mel Gibson slowly lose his patience and lose his shit in that movie. And But still, Tom Hardy fucking knocked out of the park. And George Miller, I mean, to come back to the series like that and to blow away everyone's expectations, mm-hmm. so fucking cool. I think that's enough for that one. Let's move on to The Long Con. Okay, so this episode we are going to be talking about pokemon again and we're going to be talking about the grass type and uh we'll try and keep this a little shorter and sweeter than we did yeah on the first episode i might have to re-google some of these pokemon because uh i see i'm not as familiar if if you weirdly are listening to this episode and not the last one by all means feel free but uh if you don't know, James knows Pokemon. I kind of know Pokemon. Uh, I know about half the generations, and I'm looking at some of the names, and I don't recognize them, so I'm not really sure why I picked them. I'm going to have to <laughs> look back for some of them. Yeah, this segment is more so just me wanting to talk about Pokemon. Let's and get right to Ryan it. Ryan being a good sport about it. I like to have fun. Yeah. And I'm... I'm... I hate fun. Fun sucks. Yeah, fuck fun, man. Fuck fun. Okay. Uh, Gen 1. I had to go with Executor. Oh, really? Yeah. Just... He can be a tank, like... And he just looks so derpy. He looks so funny. But he looks like he's having a good time. And he, he, yeah. <laughs> just got that dopey grin on his face... But he can be such a powerhouse if used right. Like Yeah. I uh, I went Bulbasaur, which I didn't want to go Bulbasaur because it's the obvious choice, but I mean there's there's never there's never anything else quite like your first, right? <laughs> and I almost just spit my water. He um when I was a kid he was the the first Pokemon I really took a liking to. I had a little little plastic toy, not not quite an action figure, it was like two inches long uh don't say anything and uh and then when i picked up uh pokemon blue i think was the first one i played i went straight for bulbasaur so 
you know, he, he has a lasting impression. And he's kind of spidey. He's got a, he's got a bit of a bit of a tood. He's got that spunk tone. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Gen Two, which I don't know shit about. Gen Two was kind of slim pickings for me for grass types, so I just went with Meganium, the fully evolved grass starter. Okay. I've... I the only time I've ever really used any of the grass Pokemon from Generation Two was I had a Meganium for the move Sweet Scent. Okay. So I could have horde battles in like Gen Six. It just made it easier. Uh, I said Chikorita because I don't know anything about the generation, and Chikorita is kind of fun to say. Yeah. Chikorita. It sounds. It sounds. I don't know. Chikorita bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'll get talking about Gen Three. Um, my favorite Gen 3 grass Pokemon is Braylon. Um, the grass fighting combination really worked for me. Uh, left. There you go, put some muscle into it. Ryan was having some trouble unlocking a door to let Charlotte in. Um, but yeah, the fighting grass combination I really liked. Um, the effect spore ability, so like, if he takes a hit, it could put a status on the opposing Pokemon. Like, I just really liked Braylon. Okay. Uh, this is Gen 3 we're talking, right? Yeah. I said Trico because I don't know shit about that generation. <laughs> and I just, I kind of glanced through the grass Pokemon and I said, hey, look at that little guy. Look at that he, little guy. He looks like a bucket of fun. Exactly the same thing girls usually say to me. <laughs> look at that little guy. <laughs> Um, Gen 4. I know, I've heard a lot of people say that they think he's a shitty Pokemon, but I like Torterra. Okay, yeah. The final form grass starter from Gen 4. I've played Gen 4 more times than I can count, and after using all the starters, I just keep going back to Torterra. I've Empoleon's gotta be my least favorite there. Like Infernape, See, I, I dig, but Torterra, man. Just, just that phrase of going back to just shows how much more Pokemon you've played than me, because I've never replayed one. <laughs> no, that's not true. Blue a few times, but. But I, <laughs> I always end up going with Torterra. Just that earthquake from that big tanky grass ground type. Yeah. I said Leafeon because Leafeon is a badass evolution. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know that generation very well. I know. I do know the evolutions more so from later games. Yeah. Um, Not much else to say about him. Gen five. I had to go with Ferrothorn. I'm using a Ferrothorn right now when I play, and he's one of the two that I start most games with. Uh, Iron Barb's ability, Rocky Helmet, so anyone hits them, does physical damage, they're taking a chunk of recoil. And he's just great to set up with. Like, he can take a nice few hits, unless it's from a fire type. And you just set up with spikes, you set up with stealth rock, you throw some leech seeds out there for a little bit of sustain, and then, if need be, 
where he's so slow that gyro ball can put in some massive damage on those fairy types that everyone's using right now those tapus from gen 7 the guardian pokemon sure they're all fairy types and they're all weak against steel gyro ball fucking nails them love it i don't know how to pronounce it i said vrician vrician i don't know how you pronounce that uh, yeah, just because that was probably the only uh, grass type I used when I did play Gen 5. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool, and that's mostly because I picked uh, Sn- Snivy? Snivy? Snivy. Snivy as a starter, and he was a pile of shit. I, I, know you, I know you like him, but I fucking hated him. <laughs> it, my starter didn't make my six. I, I put him in, in the bank, and I just said, fuck you, you can stay there. Yeah, just planted them in the garden and left. Yes, them. exactly. Yeah. What about Gen Six? Go goat, because he's a goat, and I fucking love goats. That's cool. I picked uh, Trevenant, that ghostly haunted tree thing. I mean, they introduced a couple ghost grass Pokemon that generation, but I just think this haunted tree looking motherfucker looks so badass. I picked Trevenant purely on aesthetic. Looks like he should be on a magic card. Right? I'm looking at him now. He looks like he should be from Magic the Gathering. Trevenant the Haunted Elk. Yeah. It's a 10 10. Costs 7 to play. <laughs> Green black. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Bit of crossover there. Uh, Gen 7. I don't know shit about Gen 7. Gen 7, I just picked Tapu Bulu. He's the only grass oh, you gotta, Pokemon... You gotta let me uh, Google that one. He's the only grass Bulu. Pokemon from that generation I've ever actually used. I know there's a few, like, Lorantis, and a lot of people like Decidueye, the starter from that generation, but... That's pretty cool. Okay. Tapu Bulu is the only one I've used, one of the Guardian Pokemon. I'm not so much a fan of how... When he comes in, his ability puts uh, grassy terrain on the battlefield, and that gives health regen to everyone, even your opponents. Okay, yeah. Not such a fan of that, but, I mean, you usually put some high physical attack on him, throw out some horn leech, get some health back, do massive damage, maybe a bug-type move, like Megahorn. He can hit like a truck. I said uh, Delmise. Is that how you pronounce it? Delmise, Delmise. I don't, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Because he looks like a sick tat. <laughs> Can you just picture a bro having that on his shoulder? <laughs> I I don't know anything about that generation. So I, I glanced through and I saw that thing. And I, Also, I it is a grass ghost type, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And I would be interested when playing those games and trying that Pokemon. Plus, but. where he looks like an anchor and everything like that. Like, he gets some... He gets access to some Steel-type moves. Okay. Which is good, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of people use him competitively. I thought you were going to say you've seen a lot of people with him as, a, like, a, a shoulder tat. No. I mean, most Pokemon but. tattoos I've seen have either been Pokeballs or, like, a Charmander. No, no tribal Delmise anchors. No. <laughs> okay, uh, overall favorite Grass-type overall favorite grass type it's either Torterra or Ferrothorn I, I'm not 
I'm not a big grass type. No. Uh, Bulbasaur, because fuck it, nostalgia. Yeah. I, I love Bulbasaur as a kid. He was my, he was my first favorite. So. You know. I'd probably have to give Ferrothorn the edge over Torterra just because the amount of work he puts in for me when I'm playing online. Okay, let's uh, move on to the next segment. It's called Ranked. And Ooh. this week we're ranking uh, our top five geekwills, which any, any sequel that falls under geek territory, sci-fi, superhero, uh, to an extent horror and action movies, I guess. I mean, most action movies. I mean, if, if you're talking James Bond, Mission Impossible, that kind of stuff. Die Hard, maybe. I don't know what you're throwing in there. I thought about throwing a Die Hard movie in there. Um, My problem with throwing in a Die Hard movie is the one I would want to throw in is the original. That's the only one that's not a sequel. Yeah. See, I know they would all constitute as sequels, but for this list, I solely stuck to second movie. In yep, yeah, I did series. too. I did. I actually had to look back and think about it there. Yeah. Um, do you want to take this one first? Sure. We're gonna we're gonna go back and forth. Or we're gonna. You just go five to one, and then I'll go five to one. Okay. My top five geekbulls. Dark Knight, I think, is an obvious choice. It's probably the greatest superhero movie did ever you made. Have that is number five. Oh, we had we, we, you ordered them. I ordered. Them. Oh shit. No, I didn't. That wasn't five. It's That's... ranked, man. Oh, shit. Okay. Um... <laughs> well, I'm going to go one to five then, because that is number one. Okay. Uh, number two, I'm going to go Dawn of the Dead. Ooh. Because that is, in my opinion, probably the greatest horror movie ever made. Uh, we'll talk about that a little more in a minute. Number three, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I, th- I think that was kind of expected. Number four, I'm going to say The Lost World Jurassic Park, which people don't give that movie enough credit. I no. loved it. And number you were talking f- about Vince Vaughn earlier? Like- yep. I know. I was thinking about it when you were talking about it. Yeah. Um, number five, Evil Dead 2. Nice. Because I, th- I feel like Evil Dead 2 kind of... Uh, it kind of summarizes the whole tone that they, were, they used. Yeah. Was used for the rest of the movies. It kind of sums up that horror yet slapstick feel that is most associated with the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. Go for it. Um, only two of the movies you mentioned were on my list. Really? Were they the obvious two? Which two would you consider the obvious two? <laughs> Dark Knight Empire? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go the opposite route of you and start with number five and work to number one. Okay. Number five was Empire Strikes Back for me. Okay, yep. Um, obvious reasons. It's such a good movie. Number four, Age of Ultron. Nice. The second Avengers movie. Uh, that's a good pull, yeah. Because, oh, just... It was so good. I loved Age of Ultron. Vision. Vision, man. Vision was so great. Was it James Spader who... Yeah, did James... Did Ultron? Yep. Like, after it. seeing that movie, I can't imagine anyone else voicing Ultron. No, me either. Um, number three, Scream 2. Scream 2. I am actually a big fan of the Scream movies. I love them. And 
actually a little while back, my girlfriend Emily uh, just randomly shot me a text one day and just out of nowhere just asked me like, "What's your favorite scary movie?" <laughs> and she doesn't watch horror movies, so like that automatically just made me think Scream. Yeah. And she was asking legitimately like oh that's, okay that's funny what is your favorite scary movie yeah but i just heard it as like ghostface like what's your favorite scary movie <laughs> and so i was like scream because i like when i'm sick when i'm homesick with the flu i will lie on the couch eat soup and watch the scream movies i i love them i used to be able to rhyme off all the characters that get killed in the scream movies in order <laughs> I can't now. Hardcore. I used to be able to. So after I told her scream, I had no idea why she asked. But then the next time she came to visit me, she had act. No, she mailed it to me. She crocheted a ghost face oh, nice. for me. And I have it hung on my bedroom wall. She put it in a card, like wrote a lovely message on the inside mm-hmm. of the card, and then mailed me this crocheted ghost face. And, like, it's hung up on my bedroom wall. It's one of the first things I see every day when I wake up. And it's such a cool little gift. But, yeah. Scream 2 is probably my favorite out of the four of them. It's It's been a while since I've seen all the sequels. We watched the first one a few weeks back. Yeah, Charlotte hadn't seen it up, up until recently. Yeah. And I believe she enjoyed it. Scream 2 is the one I've seen the most <laughs> yeah. out of the four of them. For, from what I recall, I remember the trilogy going, like, I remember Scream being amazing, Scream 2 being on par, and Scream 3 being a great movie, but not quite... Not quite as good. Have you seen the fourth one? I haven't seen the fourth one, and I haven't seen the uh, Netflix series. The fourth one, uh, to take a little nod back to our first episode, um... Rory Culkin, that was my first experience seeing Rory Culkin. I didn't know he was in that. He is in it, and it was the first time I'd seen him on screen. And Emma Roberts is so good in that movie. Um, Hayden Pantier? Pantera. Hayden Pantera, sure. Phil Phil, Phil Anselmo's a little sister. Um, (laughs) No, she really younged herself down to play um, a high school kid. Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson's in that? Anthony Anderson's in it. The cast sounds ridiculous. he has a line in that movie. I won't spoil it for you because I want you to watch this because when you watch this movie and you'll know which line I'm talking about when you watch it, it kills me every time because Anthony Anderson is such a funny guy. Yeah, he is. Um, Number two... The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, okay. I do not have that as number one. What is number one? Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Oh, shit, that's good. Because it was such a good movie, but I was tossing back and forth between what would be number one, The Dark Knight or Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And what made the decision for me was how much better the sequel was than the first movie. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh... And... Batman Begins was a lot weaker than The Dark Knight, but the step up Winter Soldier took from Captain America the First Avenger was gigantic. 
Now, I think I think what it comes down to here is I think we disagree on the first Captain America movie because I love that movie. I'm I'm not such a fan. I watched it again recently, and I thought it was maybe not as good as I remembered, but I love that movie. It's, I mean, in a future episode when we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you'll see where I rank it compared to all the other movies in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. But I was kind of disappointed with the first Captain America movie. Like, I didn't hate it. I will rewatch it all like any chance I get. But... I did think it was one of the weaker movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In fact, um, I keep thinking every time I see a trailer for Wonder Woman, um, because where it's set back in the past a little bit, during like a war, either Mm -hmm. World War I, World War II, every time I see a Wonder Woman trailer, it just pops in my head like, this movie looks like it's going to be everything I hoped Captain America would be. That's fair. I, Hugo Weaving though as Red Skull he's so good as Red Skull he, he was awesome as Red Skull but yeah Hugo Weaving wasn't the problem there. agree to disagree yeah I, we'll I'll settle with fisticuffs after fisticuffs it's always fisticuffs yeah uh, let's see how are we doing for time so far uh, we're doing alright cool Let's uh, yeah, let's let's move on. I think uh, let's uh, wrap this up with our final segment. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And this week we're going to be casting the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase Four, which we didn't narrow down exactly what characters. It's basically whatever characters we think Marvel should introduce next, give their own movies introduced in existing movies. You want to start this one? I can. Um, I don't think that some of these characters are necessarily going to be introduced in Phase 4, but these are characters that I would love to see introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've been wanting to see them in movies for a while. Two of them could get introduced. Um, I'm going to start with the two that I think really could get introduced. Um... Adam Warlock. I, um, I have Adam Warlock here as well. I'm interested to see who you cast for that, Adam That's going to be an interesting thing about this. Because I had him wrote down here, but I didn't really know who I wanted to play him. And then earlier when we were talking about Kong Skull Island, I kind of jotted Toby Kebbell oh, down Toby Kebbell. next to Adam Warlock here. Because... I was just thinking, like, he wasn't used to his potential in the Fantastic Four reboot. He was so good in Kong Skull Island when he was doing the motion capture mm. for Kong. Um, yeah, so I was just like, I think this is an underrated actor. I think he's underrated. I'd like to see him get more screen time, he, more big roles. He deserves a redo. Yeah, in- he definitely deserves a chance to blow people away. So I'd really like to see him maybe try Adam Warlock. I think I like your casting of Adam Warlock a little better than mine. Who did you have? I had Milo Ventimiglia. I have no idea. No, who that I, is. I wasn't sure if you were familiar with him. He as was as long as it's not Milo Yiannopoulos. Like... <laughs> no, he uh, he was on the show Heroes. Okay, see, I'm not overly familiar with Heroes. 
it's not really worth watching past the first season, in my opinion. But uh, okay. he's sort of a standout actor, and he does uh, some voice work. He was on a show I watched recently, Con Man, playing himself. Yeah. But he's uh, he's big in the the Comic Con sort of geek culture, and uh, cool. I don't know. He, he just struck me as someone who could probably play Adam Warlock, but I think Toby Kebbell will probably do a better job now. You know who I almost wrote down to play Adam Warlock. Justin Timberlake. I don't. I. But I was. That was just me grasping at straws. Well, are we gonna get Joel <laughs> Schumacher to direct it or? Uh, I'm. I'm thinking. When at, are they gonna release it? It's gonna be May. Oh fuck. I. Uh, I think Adam Warlock's probably gonna end up in Guardians Three though. Yeah. Um. I've heard some people say that they're not gonna put Warlock in the movies. But I really, really, really want to see it. James Gunn recently said he thought about putting Adam Warlock in the second one. Awesome. So I think that I think that leads to a, him, him being in the third. Yeah. Okay. Um. Second person who I think may be introduced soon that I think will be introduced soon, Captain Marvel. Um, there have been talks I'm just going to check my phone but I think they may have already cast her yeah she's got a movie coming out isn't that next year? no 2019 they they casted uh, Brie Larson Brie Larson? yeah perfect she was also in Kong Skull Island was she? yes okay um, that's not who I had though okay just because I said Kate McKinnon. Oh, yeah. From Saturday Night Live, she played Hillary Clinton. I know some people might hate her she's, for that because... She's she's more of a comedy actor, but I mean... But... So was Paul Rudd, so... Exactly. That's why I cast her, because Paul Rudd was known for comedies, and then he did Ant-Man, and he was great in Ant-Man. I fucking loved Ant-Man. Yep. Um, Chris Evans was predominantly... Like, he did a lot of funnier roles. And then yeah. he beefed up, and he's Captain America. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Known for funny, funny roles in, like, Parks and Rec. And then he buckled down, and now he's Star-Lord. And he's in Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2. So, I mean, I thought Kate McKinnon was one of the better people in the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, that's... Uh... And yeah. uh, she was in the movie Office Christmas Party, and like, I think she's so funny. And I just, I don't know, I really like Kate McKinnon because she makes me laugh all the time. And I just, I like seeing when these funny actors take on a serious role and actually nail it. So yeah, I... I thought Kate McKinnon, but Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel, that's awesome too. Yeah, but I think they uh I think they picked up directors for that as well. That's uh similar to the Russo brothers sort of thing. Yeah. Um I don't remember the directors offhand. Um Who you got next? Are we going back and forth um, here or Well 
I can finish my list. If you, if you, uh, we overlapped on Adam Warlock. Yeah. So. Well, if you have any more that I also cast, it, I'll, I'll jump in there. Uh, the next three all can tie into Spider-Man. Okay. They obviously won't be in Homecoming, but um, one person I've been dying to see in a Spider-Man film, especially since they did Venom in the god-awful Spider-Man mm, 3. I know where this is going. I've been wanting to see Carnage. Yep. And you know who I would, I think would be perfect to play Carnage? Especially, like, he even looks the part, in my opinion, to play Cletus Cassidy. I wonder if this is the same person I'm thinking. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne? Oh, that's perfect. I was thinking Jackie Earl Haley, but... That's yeah. that's kind of the obvious choice though. Eddie Redmayne. Jackie Earl Haley would be good at it because he was so good as Freddy Krueger and Rorschach and everyone like that. But I was just thinking like, where Tom Holland is so young. Yeah. That we would want people closer to his age, maybe like obviously not like directly peers with him, but like Eddie Redmayne is closer to his age. Yeah, I like that. Like, he's got that reddish hair. Yep. I think he could nail it. Oh, yeah. I think Eddie Redmayne as Carnage and Cletus Cassidy would be amazing. I'd like to see that, but I I don't know if they'll go that route. I I doubt they'll go that route. But but he's he's a fan favorite, though. He's kind of got... And, I mean, they're doing the... They're doing a lot more of the the fan favorite cult characters like Deadpool and Harley Quinn. These days, maybe, maybe Carnage is coming, right? Yep. Um, the other two kind of go hand in hand. Um, when I was thinking about who I'd like to see brought into uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I was thinking, what did I watch and read a lot as a child? And a big one for me was the Spider-Man animated series mm-hmm. from the 90s. And I've always loved Michael Morbius in that. Okay, yeah. Like, I thought he was so creepy and like, kind of tragic and I thought like, it would give Spider-Man a darker tone and so I was just thinking like, yeah, Michael Morbius. And it's funny that um, I cast this guy as myself in our pilot episode, but I think Bill Skarsgård would be good as Michael Morbius. Okay. And yeah, then I can see that. Towards like the latter end of the movie, to later get his own spin-off movie, kind of like how Spider-Man came in to Civil War. You bring in Blade. Oh shit. Because it is about time that Blade got a reboot. Yep. And, again, back to Straight Outta Compton, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Played Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton, Ice Cube's son. Take my money. Take it. I think he would be amazing as Blade. See, now I'm disappointed because you probably didn't predict it correctly, and I want that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I want that movie. Yeah. Who would direct a good Blade movie? Hmm. 
They get Wesley Snipes in to help with uh, the fight choreography. Yeah. The original played whole body. Give that movie to George Miller. Yeah. Mad Max. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I went uh, totally different on those last four. Let's hear it. I was just thinking of Avengers that we haven't seen yet. Okay. Well, for a couple there, but uh, first off, Nova. See, I was thinking Nova, but I I don't really know enough about the character. The most I know from Nova is from like that newer Spider-Man cartoon, yeah, where he's teamed up with like White Tiger and Iron Fist, and but he was like I really liked him in that show, and we've already got the Nova Corps. Yeah. So they could easily bring him in. Yeah, exactly. And I think Nova, Richard Ryder, is the chance for them to make up to the fans that were outraged by Iron Fist. So that's why I said Stephen Yun from The Walking Dead. Nice. Glenn himself, who uh, is also a great voice actor with uh, Voltron, Legendary Defender, Troll Hunters on Netflix. But uh, yeah, I think I think he's the right choice there. I really do. I can see it. And I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Richard Ryder, but I feel like there's not a specific personality like you would you would get with Peter Parker or Bruce Wayne that you need to Lock per- down, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I think that would be the right choice there. Plus I think I think he could hold his own movie. Yeah. And that's a, a big thing too, like if you want to do a spin-off solo Nova movie. Yeah. Plus, I mean, a lot of people would be happy with that casting just for Asian representation. Yeah. And and then all the Walking Dead fans get Glenn back. Exactly. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you're if you're a season behind on the Walking Dead, I would Come on, if you haven't seen the memes. <laughs> if you haven't seen the memes and don't know what happened with that. Like I I know about that and I've never seen a single episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah. The Walking Dead is, I think, something we can touch on on another day, because i got a lot to say about The Walking Dead. I'll let you dominate that conversation, just like I kind of control the Pokemon topics. Uh, the next two are Avengers, I think we need, because the Avengers is sorely lacking women. Okay. you got Black Widow, you got Scarlet Witch, and we're getting Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. But the, the, big, uh, the big missing links here... Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew. Yes. And I'm casting Felicity Jones from Rogue One, from Theory of Everything, and she was briefly in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Was she in Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah, she played, um, I do not remember the character's name. She was the, uh, she was Harry's assistant, like, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Felicia, was it? Was it? Was she supposed to be Felicia Hardy? I don't know. I don't, I, I can't remember. I have no idea. I haven't seen the movie in a while. I know she, I know that was her in it, but Rogue One, I mean, that is the obvious reason. Yeah. And she's already got the link to Disney there. Yes. So they already like her. Uh, and then She-Hulk. Because, I mean, you've got Vision, you've got Scarlet Witch, you've got all these oddball characters that we never thought we'd see. Black Panther, Doctor Strange. Yep. She-Hulk. Jennifer Walters and... Casted Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and the Furious, Avatar, Machete. Yep. Resident Evil. 
Yes, she is in Resident Evil, isn't she? She was also in SWAT too. Yeah, she's in a lot. She she always shows up and she kind of plays a lot of the same character, but she's mm. you know she's the the tough girl. Yeah, but, I'm just so glad you didn't say Ronda Rousey for that. No, fuck Ronda Rousey, man. I like. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez can get as bulked up as Ronda Rousey, in my opinion. I've seen her bulked up. I've never liked Ronda Rousey. No, well that, that's another reason. Ronda Rousey's terrible. <laughs> yeah, Emrod, I do like. What? Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Emrod. <laughs> what do you think I said? I don't. Emrod. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, thinking about She-Hulk, now that I've said um, Ronda Rousey, it just has me thinking like, what other female UFC or mixed martial arts fighters could potentially play She-Hulk? And do a decent job. Yeah, I don't know. Can I, whichever one can act, I guess. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing is knowing which one yeah. would be able to pull off the role acting-wise and not just look the part. Yeah, because you start bringing in... Because, I mean, so many of them would be able to do, like, the Lou Ferrigno type thing where they play... <laughs> where they just play She-Hulk in her hulked out form yeah but I don't think many of them would have the acting chops no because someone like Michelle Rodriguez could give the delivery to her and actually be a part of the uh... I mean Gina Serrano who played Angel is that what her name was in Deadpool oh uh, I don't know you got me on the spot here now well, I, not, I can't remember the way. I believe she's married to, or was married, or was seeing Henry Cavill. Okay. But she used to be a female mixed martial arts fighter, and she went and pursued acting. And she was one of the villains in Deadpool. She's been in a bunch of other movies, having combat roles. Okay. And I think maybe she might be decent for She Hulk. Um, someone with that build, that demeanor, that look would be good. It's just a question of whether they'd have the acting chops. Like, Misha Tate might be able to do it if she had any acting chops. Yeah. But, I don't know. But, we know Michelle Rodriguez can act. Yeah. We know she can do action roles. Like... And she's got she's got some pull with her name. I mean, the Fast yeah. and the Furious movies breaking a ton of money. Yeah, for some unknown reason. I don't know, man. Vin Diesel, The Rock, I guess. It seems like everything Dwayne Johnson's in just makes, oh, you know, here's a billion dollars, I guess. Yeah. Well, we signed you to a contract. We might as well pay you enough to feed your cod habit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I've only ever seen one Fantastic... Or... Fantastic Four movie. See, I just got shitty movies on the brain. Uh, Fast and the Furious. And I just couldn't get into it. And, like, the only person from any of the previews that makes me want to watch these movies at all is Jason Statham. Luke Evans is in at least one. And Gal Gadot was in a couple. Was she? Yeah, she, that's what. That's where she really got her big break with acting. She's not in them anymore. Spoiler alert: she dies. 
Um, but hey, maybe maybe, uh, maybe the Fast and the Furious movies is why we have an awesome Wonder Woman now. So that's one good thing that came out of it. Because there's nowhere to go but all. Yeah. <laughs> and once you do Fast and the Furious? I've got one more, and I uh, I casted a villain for this one. Uh, Modoc. Oh my god. I think they should do Modoc, and I think Willem Dafoe should play him because Willem Dafoe actually looks like Modoc. Yeah. The the for every comic and cartoon adaptation, it just looks like Willem Dafoe's face in a box with little tiny legs and arms. And if there's ever an actor who can weirdly pull off a fucked up character like Modoc, it's probably Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Because why not throw him throw him in Infinity War. Yeah. Just man. I wouldn't I wouldn't really center a movie around him as the villain, but I would definitely throw him in there. The only person who I could see really doing Modoc justice as much as Willem Dafoe is maybe Jim Carrey. Because <laughs> Jim Carrey could just make faces. Yeah. Unless they did like a like a motion capture thing with Andy Circus. Andy Circus could play anything. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Andy Serkis as Mel Gibson in <laughs> directing The Passion of the Christ. Andy Serkis as Eddie Murphy as The Clumps. I thought you were going to go with Andy Serkis as Eddie Murphy in Delirious. <laughs> Andy Serkis motion capping the entire stand-up bit. I'd Andy watch Circus, it. Andy Circus motion capturing Finding Nemo. Andy Circus motion capturing Andy Circus. He motion captures just he just puts on puts on the equipment and just goes about his day and does regular Andy Circus shit, whatever that is. That could be anything. I don't know. He probably eats raw fish or something. I don't know. I, I, I just picture I picture the opening of uh Which Lord of the Rings movie is that? Charlotte, you're the Lord of the Rings expert. Is it? Two Towers. <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, but the opening when he's, he's he's digressing into Gollum and he's eating the raw fish. And I just feel like Andy Serkis actually does that. I don't know why. I don't know. Either way, like with a last name like Circus, even though it's spelled different, I, I would expect his life to be a party. Yeah, like absolutely. Clowns and shit. It's gotta be. Yeah. I think that's a good note to end this episode on. Just a random tangent about Andy Serkis that it's... went on way longer than it should have. No, it's perfect. It's exactly <laughs> how long it should have been. Andy Serkis eats raw fish and should probably motion capture a lot of Eddie Murphy. Yep. And that's our random note we're going to end on. Perfect. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Jedi Dropouts. Uh, we'll be back next week with an episode about uh, who knows what. Um, our next episode will be video games. Video games. All right. Thanks for tuning in.